welcome to the latest episode of the Celtic View podcast, brought to you in association with Eden Mill, and our thanks as always go to Eden Mill for their fantastic support of Celtic Football Club and of course for the Celtic View podcast. And Joe Donnelly, my Celtic View colleague, joins me today. We're also delighted to be joined not only by our Celtic TV colleague, by a Celtic ambassador, but a legend, the captain of the team that stopped the 10, Tom Boyd. Tom, thanks for joining us on the podcast. Ah, that's some introduction there, Paul. Thank you very much. I'm, uh, I'm very I'm very pleased with that one. Yeah, well, I had to practice that one for a wee while there. So. <laughs> um, obviously, like you and I have, have, have shared many, many commentary positions and also Joe as well over the last few years. And it's, it's a strange time for everyone, the fact that we've not got any football to, to look forward to at the moment, you know, given the fact that the team's been doing so well this season. It is um, obviously the the situation with what's going on just now. It's, it's really taken over. In uh, a personal opinion, I don't think there should be any football started until there is a serious improvement in this. Um, and I think you know they're looking at that in the right way. But uh, going back to the football, uh, yeah, that's uh, it was it was turning out to be an absolutely fantastic season once again. Um, getting over the line in the League Cup, obviously, you know, magnificent uh, winter break that we had. That uh, you know, Neil must have uh, filled them all with some some super energy pills and and and, and really kicked on uh, after the, the, the break, which they've done in, in so many occasions, but uh, in particular obviously this year and uh, uh, and obviously the, the Scottish Cup as well. So um, it uh, was, was was looking very very rosy for a uh, for travel. Um, uh, and uh, you know it's uh, it shows you where uh, the club is and what the club is doing, and uh, to be able to get that level of consistency with uh, you know, what we've got as players, uh, you know, I don't think you can give the players enough credit for that level. You know, it's you know we're the strongest team I think over the piece, and you would expect us to win uh, leagues. Um, but the you know to be able to get win so many trophies and one-off games, uh, that is just absolutely phenomenal, regardless of what uh, level of opposition you're playing. You know, Joe, Joe and I were uh, speaking to Simon Donnelly yesterday, and we were just talking about obviously partly to do with stopping the ten, but just the fact that yeah. you know having gone from done you know doing that fantastic achievement to now being us on the verge of doing nine in a row and then going for ten ourselves, it just shows you what the club's done over the last 20-odd years. Yeah, I've, uh, you know, it's without doubt uh, an absolutely magnificent time to be a Celtic supporter. Um, you know, what's been going on, the, 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 the success that we've been uh, achieving, the consistency that we've been achieving through it being uh, run as a very proper football club uh, and not spending out with Sabines, and I think the success is now on the part. Uh, but there's, there's a whole package in that, uh, and obviously, well run, and obviously, you've got to identify the right players, you've got to identify the right mentality to where we're going to play for Celtic to get that level of consistency. Uh, to get the right managers in, um, as, as we've done over the years, and uh, you know, uh, way back to the period uh, of ourselves, and I was uh, obviously just before we stopped the ten, you know, we had a lot of changes and a lot of upheaval at that time, um, and uh, gladly, uh, it's 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 far more better, and it's worked out for the good now. Just at the top of the program, Tom, you mentioned how good Celtic have been since the yeah. turn of the year, since January. And yeah. I know we've spoken about it loads and loads, and rightly so, on the media side of things. And just going back to the season um, where you guys stopped the 10, there was between that first game in January against Rangers, 2nd of January 1998, 2-0 victory, 
it was a, a, an unbeaten run of 12 games and in yep. the remaining 17 games, league games in January, all but one game, uh, the, the Rangers game at Ibrox was the only game that you guys lost. Just speaking to this season, speaking to last season when we really kicked on in January, there really is something about digging deep at Celtic after that new year. Okay, you didn't have the winter break in your time, but you know, that yeah. kind of milestone and just pushing towards the last end of the season, that seems intrinsic in Celtic throughout the years. Yes, I agree. And just to say that the team have not just done it for the turn of the year. They've been doing it this season, certainly, and probably for most seasons, but consistently right through the whole season. Mm-hmm. We took we took a wee while to get going. Uh, after we got seven and a couple of league games to, to get going, and I'll be back in 98. But you're right, it's when it really kicks in because you then start to get a, a lot of things, you know, there's a number of factors. Uh, you've got heavy pitches players, or you know, Tanabo players, as they used to be in the days of Egypt. You know, you come into that kind of thing, and and uh, can they play pitches that start to become a bit bumpy? You don't get the same pitches as what you did, what you get nowadays, uh, and even that's a tough. I think that would probably comparable to some of the bumpiness that you would get around about this time of year, or. or, or not watering the pitch when you used to play. So there's a lot of things that uh, you know you need to, to have to do to get that level of consistency. You'll need to stay free, injury free, you need to stay uh, suspension free. Uh, but uh, I think key to it all uh, is to have a better quality of player uh, and to be able to keep the standards higher uh, and to be able to dig deep and, and, and drive through, as you see, all the games. We, we didn't have the, the luxury of a, of a two-week uh, break away back as we did away back in the day. But, um, um, yeah, it was, it was great to have um, uh, and also great to see. And, and it's just about, you know, making sure you can get your best players playing in the park at the level uh, that uh, we'll, we'll see you know, win most games consistently. Uh, and I think that's what we've got here just now, certainly. Uh, and what we had a week back in the day was, uh, in comparative hotels, we had a very good team took us a wee while to get us gelled and to get us flowing um, uh, with uh, the influx of the, uh, of the quality players that was coming in. Obviously, the example is Paul Lambert, a European Cup winner. Henrik taking a wee while to get going. Uh, Matt Reaper coming in. Stefan Mahe coming in. You know, there was loads of players coming in, taking their time to settle um, yeah, and, and had a massive impact, a massive influence on the course of that campaign in that season. See, see as, a, as a fan that season, Tom, you know, it was really nerve-wracking for us, I think, week in, week out until the final whistle went. But as a player, but, you know, also as a supporter and also the captain at the time, yeah. did, you, did you feel that pressure or was it something you just had to... You had to thrive on because you were having to lead by example. Ah, you only had it as a supporter. I had it as a supporter. I had it as a family member. I had it as a captain. Uh, I had it as a player. I had, I had the whole shit And I still managed to get in play some decent football for time to time, you know. Um, uh, a couple of bad passes as I did. I was looking back, obviously, watching the, the, the review of the game. And I remember that pass that I played over that. And the noise for the crowd, because it was only 1-0 at the time, the noise for the crowd and the angst for the crowd, and, oh, and I'm, I'm just, just looking, you know. And I'm sure that would have been my family that they would have given me the abuse of that. Listen, we, we knew how important it was and obviously trying to protect uh, what had been done before uh, at our club uh, and obviously particularly by, by most of the lines uh, and what they gave. Um, uh, it, was, uh, it was so important, you know, that's why you call it the bragging rights or not to let your rivals to, to get one better than you. Uh, and and uh, there was you know, quite a few people new to that. 
uh, sometimes, um, and the morning Latin speak to a couple of ex-Rangers players at the time, and they thought uh, one of the best things for us was to, for Wim to come in because they didn't, Wim didn't have that tradition of that, maybe that pressure of being a supporter or knowing what it's taking and all that. And he just put a team and set it out uh, as, as he saw fit rather than you know, at times the gun goal, which we, we were, were, were obviously we are known to be in terms of playing the goal football, attacking football. Uh, so Wim so could uh, change it and, and adapt, and, and, and I think that's. Uh, Help and and you know it takes a it doesn't take long for players to 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 get to know the importance of of, of what a season is or, or what a game is and, and you know it's every single game you have at Celtic that uh, is important but uh, certainly in a season a particular season that was certainly massive. Uh, in terms of what we had to protect and what we had to do. Uh, and we were uh, obviously a little bit of pressure towards the end of the last five or six games. We, we, we struggled to go over the line. But I think the pressure on both teams were absolutely enormous. Uh, it may be the same next season. Um, we, we, we're not sure, but uh, we'll wait and find as that, as that comes in next season. Hopefully we'll get uh, uh, this season done and dusted and get it declared or whatever, you know. Um, so we'll wait and see how that goes. But yeah, that, that, it was, it was uh, intense. But what we had to try and do, and as a captain, as a player, you try and get everybody happy. Um, and what's the manager's job? But the, the captain's the one responsible for looking up the players and trying to make sure that they're um, in good mood and good spirits, uh, whether they're not. But we'll try and get a wee bit of camaraderie, uh, camaraderie, sorry, to, uh, and try and make sure that everybody's as happy as you can. But you're not going to make everybody happy. Um, I do recall member some mourners in the team. Uh, I think one of the worst was. Uh, Mr. Stephen Mahi, who could uh, go go off on one an occasion, uh, but he's just trying to you know work each other around and trying to help each other um, and, and make sure that uh, you try and do it as best as you can to keep as many people as you as you can. I know that's a, a manager's job in terms of the training game off the field. Uh, and, you know the captain has a responsibility to try and keep everybody involved. Uh, you know we, we try to do different things, different hobbies to try and make sure some. Everybody's involved, not just the golf. Obviously, there's a lot of golfers, but uh, you know, go karting and uh, uh, paintballing and stuff like that. You know, so we did a good laugh as well, and a couple of nights. So we tried to keep things as relaxed as we could, uh, and to try and take the strain off of what it was. It's it's difficult. It was very difficult uh, because when you get a, a, a game and you get the atmosphere of a game and it's a tense game, uh, and obviously the last game of the season. Uh, and I think the, the, the nervousness there, we got the great start, but the nervousness there is what we had done the week year before. Uh, and as you say, you were speaking to Simon, and, and it could have been also different that Simon would have been the guy that scored the goal that stopped the 10, um, had we just held on for eight minutes more uh, the previous week. Uh, but there was uh, yeah, a lot of pressure on you, and everybody knew what was at stake uh, in the build-up to games, as you could hear the crowd and, uh, and, and at times the nervousness, the support was there, but uh, in, at times you could tell uh, at moments that, uh, you know, when it wasn't going for you, you could go, oh, let's, let's just see this through, you know. So in terms of the, the pressure you speak about, Tom, we had Scott Bain on the, the podcast last week and he was talking about the success of the treble treble. Naturally, that's, you know, incredible. Even saying it now is, is amazing yeah. if you can say that. Yeah. And he was saying yeah. that whilst the players didn't really speak too much about the pressure, you know, the external pressure, I mean, the pressure that they put themselves on uh, themselves, he didn't speak about yeah. it too much before. He said, and whilst they were absolutely delighted to win the treble treble, he talked about the sense of relief you get as well. He said, because you don't want to be part of the team which, with yeah. all this external pressure, doesn't get it over the line. And I can only imagine... 
that would have been ten times worse for you guys because you you were really pushing for something, and you became you became heroes in that instant. But it, as you say, it could have been very different. Well, you know, it's it's something you know as successful as we were. Obviously, in that season when they were double and and stopping the ten, you know, you're still brought back down to earth very quickly. In terms of, it seemed to be the most important thing, and and I think it was other than winning the European Cup. I think most people would put it down as one of the most, uh, second most important. So, if the others may have other opinions on that. Uh, but in terms of protecting your history, stopping uh, your rivals to the ten. Uh, but as I say, as you're brought down the earth very, very quickly when you know get in and you talk to the Lions and Jock, they say, "Well, why did you know stop uh, eight and nine or seven <laughs> or stuff?" <laughs> and you're saying, "John, we'll just run high and over." Because funny, Tom, that was one of the things I was going to ask. Because obviously, at the time when we stopped the ten, all the Lions were still with us, and I was just yes. wondering. You know, you obviously knew them really well, but. What, what was their reaction? Obviously, they're kind of sliding you a bit for, for putting them through well, that. Listen, they're, they're actually, you know, that's, that's, that's football banter. Um, you know, in, in terms of, uh, it was the same banter, I think, probably, John Clark and, and Paul Lambert would use because they'd won a European Cup to the rest. A lot of views won in the game kind of thing, you know. <laughs> um, but no, listen, uh, all, the, all the lines there were not selling supporters and, uh, and, and they would have wanted it all to win it and, and, and would have been, Equally as chuffed and delighted uh, as, as as we were as, as, as winning it, um, um, as, as stopping you know uh, and protecting their history. But no, the, the, it, it was nothing but uh, well wishes from uh, every single one of them. Um, but that that was just a little bit of banter, football banter, as, as you get, and, and the course of uh, you know season and games and campaigns and uh, and bragging rights as it was. And I'll tell you what, they could certainly brag uh, the Lions uh, uh, for what they gave and what they achieved. Um, uh, and even the likes of Paul Lambert winning a European uh, Cup as well. So uh, it's it's fantastic what they gave to the club, and just thankful that we gave a little bit back in terms of trying to protect that that it, it hasn't been beaten, obviously up until possibly next season. <laughs> yeah. Finger, fingers crossed. One one of the things I'd said when Joe and I were talking to Simon, one of the highlights for me of the the lockdown was the the video of uh, Jackie. Mike Lamar had put out just to thank everybody for their support yeah, and yeah. you know let people know that he's on the mend and it was brilliant to see and obviously he was a, a real part of that you know stopping the ten side and and it was it was great to see him because I think everybody got that that real shock and you know yeah. everybody's thoughts are still with him you know yeah yeah there's there's uh, yeah I, I think uh, the, the the touching tributes and uh, you know well wishes to to Jackie shows you the. Uh, the importance uh, that uh, supporters uh, lay at uh, Jackie's uh, bit, where they, you know, he certainly gave everything for his club when he was here, and and to, to captain the club as well uh, through a spell uh, and, and a successful spell, he, he, he'd be delighted with that. Uh, and obviously, he's one of the nicest guys you'll meet. Um, you know, in terms of uh, he's got good banter, good patter. Him and Simon are with a double act, uh, and the two of them just you know come hand in hand. They're just uh, inseparable. Uh, and, and I think it hit Simon quite a bit. Um, you know, obviously more than most um, in terms of when Jackie was struck down with us. But uh, thankfully, he is on the mend. Thankfully, he's coming back together. Uh, and uh, I'm not doubt we'll see him at Paradise once again. You know, um, he's yeah, he's he's, he's a well liked person. 
a very well liked person uh, within his, uh, his own teammates um, and uh, you know they really got on you, you cannot but get on with Jackie uh, because he's such a likeable person My other highlight of the lockdown actually was uh, when I saw that you had actually signed up for Twitter and then joined the 21st century <laughs> social media uh, what are you trying to say? I'm, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to be honest. Listen, I'm, I'm, I'm still getting used to that. You know, I'm, I quite often look at things and I forget to like things or retweet things and, uh, and in terms of what I'm doing and stuff like that, you know. So, yes, it's um, it's, it's new to me. It's novel to me. Uh, and, and now that uh, you've got to watch what you're saying, you know, in case uh, something is put down in, in a moment. But I've seen some tweets and texts that probably people will regret when they, they wake up sober in the morning. Uh, <laughs> as, as, uh, I'll, 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 I'll no uh, mention any names here, but, uh, um, but yeah, it's certainly something that uh, you know gives you food for thought. But, but there's, there's, there's a hell of a lot of advantages to um, to help so many times. You hear so many well wishes and, and you know, through Jackie and, and what he went through and, uh, and so many other things there's coronavirus and support that people are giving to the NHS and obviously to many uh, many people, families and friends that are, are going through such torrid times uh, at this moment and uh, you know, we feel for every single one of them and you can express that just now and, and, and instantly and get that kind of support instantly where uh, it's very difficult, you know, as you can understand through the, uh, the, the lack of uh, being allowed to, to grieve if any of your family members have passed away through this. And, and it must be a very, very difficult for him to consider this. So that's the good side of Twitter. As some people have questioned my uh, mentality on my, uh, you, know, uh, you know, being able to see whether we stand up for this and, and once uh, it starts to go on because uh, some people can take a hold of you very, very easily. Obviously, going back to the, the football this season, and again, I've been, anytime we've been speaking to anybody, just asking them who they would choose as the, the player of this season for Celtic. They're, they're certainly, oh, there's loads to choose for. Uh, I think Ryan Christie would have been up there, um, but for his injury for a wee bit, um, he was absolutely nervous at the start of the season. Still should be up there as well. Uh, somebody who I think is, is turning into Mr. Consistently, Mr. Callum McGregor, who is absolutely outstanding as well in every single game that he plays. Um, but I think probably Edward uh, is, is up there as uh, just having that little bit of class. And that little bit of uh, ash in front of goals, and uh, my vote would probably go dead lad. No, because I was just also Joe and I were talking about it, and uh, also Joe, I don't know if he ever told you, he was he was a flourishing goalkeeper in his youth, and I always wonder. <laughs> <laughs> well, does that mean Joe, when you come to vote, do you, you always ready to give the goalkeeper the the more favourable uh, outlook? <laughs> I said that to Scott Bain. I said it's uh, it's goalkeepers union, isn't it? But like we've I've said so many times, said it to Simon yesterday. I said it to Scott as well on the podcasts this year. And you mentioned it there, Tom. You know there isn't necessarily a front runner for Player of the Year simply because everybody's been so good. Um, and Fraser Foster, you know, like we said that even that cup final performance alone. He's earned his right, you know, the, the save against Lazio after um, we went 2-1 up and a handful of saves against Lazio in Rome as well. Yeah. Uh, I think that, yeah, it's going to be a very difficult one. And no matter who gets it, I think they'll have deserved it because it's been such well, a, a prolific uh, season. 
there's not a front runner in, in that as much as that there's four or five that, that can win it because they've been playing ever so well, um, uh, and, and and that's a good thing uh, because that's why we have got to where we are in the season, having won the league cup. Uh, because uh, different players at different times have been yeah. absolutely outstanding, yeah. and, and that gets you, you know, you know, championships. It gets you cups, uh, and it gets you that consistency level. Uh, whereas maybe one will have a quiet day, but somebody else will pull you through. And and you can, you know, you can go through the whole squad at different times, and, and that's what it takes to to be so consistent over the season and win and win a, a championship. And we've certainly got that in the bundes. Every single player uh, certainly added uh, their bit at times. Of all those names that were mentioned, uh, I, I don't think Em don't have any complaints. Uh, whether it be Fraser Forster, whether it be Edward, whether it be Cal McGregor, uh, Scott Brown. Even he's been back to his consistent best as well. And one one thing, uh, Tom, I wanted to just mention. Uh, I don't, don't want to to let you go without just talking about Celtic FC Foundation just now. I know you, yeah. and, and I've spoke to you loads of times about how much work and how much support you give to the foundation. But just now, yeah. it's incredible what they're doing to this football for good funds. I mean, there's over well over three hundred thousand pound being raised, and just going to to help various charities. Helping feed some of the NHS workers in Glasgow and, and up even further afield to as far as New York and just spreading the, the good word of Celtic and just something that's just part of, of who the club are. It's uh, as I keep always saying, um, you know, we've we've got back to our core roots and, and how the football club started. Uh, I think every single fan has taken on board, uh, and that's what we've got to for, remember. Uh, it would be nothing. I know we're talking about Jock Steen away back said football would be nothing without the fans, but in particular, neither would the foundation uh, without the fans because it's the fan support that uh, and fans' money that uh, we get. To, to help so many uh, worthwhile causes, uh, whether it be the homeless in, uh, in Glasgow, whether it be people in New York, uh, the homeless, whether it be the NHS, whether it be people in Africa, uh, we, we, we try and spread our wings to see so many deserving causes. Uh, and it's, you know, I think Celtic supporters are, are, are born, whether it's because of our roots, are born of a different um, root or cause because of the, the, the generosity that is given. Uh, and I know from example of, of, of being at so many different functions for the foundation uh, and there's more to come. Uh, but, it, you know, it shows you what the, the, the club and the foundation does because of uh, the support that's going on in this particular time because, you know, money is very, very tight just for so many different charities, for so many people. Uh, we see food banks rising uh, even more so now uh, because of the situation that's, that's developed now. Uh, and the foundation are there to help uh, wherever they can. And I'm sure every single Celtic supporter would want to help uh, in every way they can as well. Uh, and so we can only thank uh, each and every one of them for their continuous support uh, and the hope that the foundation, the foundation do that work that they do best uh, by helping those uh, of a greater need. Absolutely. And I was just you know, just going to ask you, uh, going back to the anniversary of stopping the 10, see when that date comes around, do you just, do you allow yourself just a wee kind of, even if it's a wee drink or just a, you know, a wee pat on the back and say, ah, oh, we did not bad die. <laughs> no, I didn't bother me before it was on fire. I knew, I knew I'm not on <laughs> 
I think they've had that anniversary every single day now for the last four weeks, you know, in terms of what we've been watching. So, and listen, I, I'm not complaining. Um, I, I, it's, I, it just brings a smile to your face and a, a smile, I'd imagine, to every single Celtic supporter. You think of that a way back, 10 years, what we have been winning up to now, uh, going for 10 in a row, a treble, treble, quadruple treble. What a wonderful time it is to be a supporter. And I'm one of those now, that wee kids that was first taken into Celtic Park, that same excitement, going along to watch us, hopefully we'll win every game, we're getting all these trophies. Uh, it's, it's, it's almost, for me, in my lifetime, the best time to be a Celtic supporter. But when I look back, I managed to be able to play uh, as well uh, and got uh, fortunate enough to make an impact uh, and, and, and help. You know, work, work the, the, the history of the football club and help uh, in a positive way. Um, uh, and uh, I'm just so glad of that. Uh, but just so glad that uh, I've been able to be brought up as a as a football supporter to, you know, in this football club of what they do, uh, being run right, but what they do in the foundation and the charity arm as well. Uh, uh, just one magnificent football club. Speaking as a fan, we'll be forever eternally grateful for what you <laughs> yeah. and, and, and your team did because I, I agree with you, I think. If you take away Lisbon, I think that that title is as important as anything in our history. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's very close. And you know, as you say, to go nine years before lifting that trophy uh, or the league trophy, I came to the football club and I thought uh, when I joined in '92 that we'd be competing and they'd be put up there and maybe winning a few championships before we got to '98. Uh, but it didn't materialise. Obviously, we know that uh, and certainly Rangers had, a, had some wonderful players uh, way back then. But um, thankfully, we, we, we managed to get some real quality in, uh, in that season and we managed to see that out. Uh, a very tight, competitive season it was, but uh, we managed to see that through. And, uh, and thankfully, we'll still be talking about this next year and 10 years to come and whatever years and just... Uh, Bring it on, Paul, bring it on. <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, I'm, I, I don't know about you, but I'm going to have a wee drink with Toshi on May the 9th. And I might even send you a wee congratulations uh, via Twitter as well. <laughs> oh, cheers. Thank you very much. And uh, I'll, I'll make sure that I'm, I'm, I'll beat you and I'll put a wee light, I think, as I'm supposed to do, whatever it is. Uh, I'll still be come up today, but, so I'll make sure I'll try and do that. Plus, you need, jo, Joe's the young one here. You need to ask his advice yeah. for, what, for what he's doing. <laughs> Well, Joe's one of these ones that are, that are probably like what's this with you know winning championships every single year. You know, he, he probably wasn't born away back. I, <laughs> I think, uh, I think when it speaks volumes st- for the collect the collective age here when I'm just turned thirty four and I'm considered one of the young ones. I think, <laughs> <laughs> I think we need to rein it in a bit. Uh, so uh, uh, I'll give you a compliment and say you you look younger than what you actually your age is, uh, Joe. I'll, I'll I'll give you a wee compliment then. Well, listen, Tom, thanks very much for, for joining us on the podcast. Always uh, good to talk to you. And, and uh, as always, say, everybody, hopefully we'll, we'll see you back at Celtic Park soon and we'll be able to have our yeah. usual unbiased Celtic TV commentary. <laughs> listen, without any shadow, right? But uh, in the meantime, everybody uh, stay safe and uh, uh, we look forward to that day getting back to planet. by Paul Lambert, now Henrik Larson. Donnelly's alongside him. Larson lining up for the shot! What a start for Celtic! Two minutes gone! And Larson makes the breakthrough! Henrik Larson's 19th goal of the season, but it's only his second in the last 12 games. And that will settle the Celtic nerves.
Came off the top of Mark Reaper's head. Ali Jenkinson got the ball through the legs of Tom Boyd, but slipped as he did so. Boyd's looking for a possible pass, waiting for the McNamara run, it's a good pass. In for Harold Blackback! He's done it! Harold Blackback scores the goal, which may well give Celtic the title. 28 minutes of the second half gone, a sweeping move downfield, the Boyd pass, first time in from McNamara, and there's a top-class finish from Blackback. His 10th goal of the season, and that one surely has a gilt edge to it.